Hello and welcome to a special edition of the movie podcast. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today and joining alongside me for the first time all together in the new year. It is Shabazz. I used to be a brother, man. I used to be a brother. And Anthony. Hey, what's up, everyone? I am a brother still. <laughs> you guys died to me. You were dead to me that, that episode. Yeah, we. I mean, we. you did not start the new year with us, Shabazz. But the most important thing is, is that we are all here together now. That's true. That's true. It is true. And, you know, today is a very special edition of the show because not only are we all together, but we're giving you a little um, we're giving you a little one two punch right now because we're giving you some interviews and we're giving you a little mini review to follow because today on the movie podcast, we are so delighted to be welcomed by director J.A. Boena and real life survivor of the 1972 Andes flight disaster Roberto Kinesa, which was an incredible honor for both of us, Shabazz, that we got to talk to both of these guys. We also have a little bit of a history with Juan Antonio that we actually met him last year in LA, Shay, if you want to tee up that story for the for the crowd. I think we told it in our LA episode last year, <laughs> but, uh, you might have, yeah. but it's, it's funny that you know, full circle moment. Full circle moment. Yeah. So we were at uh, at, at a um, after party for the Rings of Power, which uh, Juan Antonio directed the first two episodes, I believe. <laughs> yes, he did. And uh, we, I, from a distance, I first saw Andy Muschietti, uh, director of It, Chapter One and Chapter Two, and of course the Flash film. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go over there and say hi. And as it, as we're getting closer, we notice Juan Antonio there too, and we're like, oh. This is a perfect time. So we get up right to the bar and we're like, you know, we just want to say like, you guys are absolutely fantastic. We love your work. They're like, hold on, we're taking shots. You want to take shots? We're like, oh, oh yeah. We should. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll take shots first. Then we'll praise you. And it was just a, it was just a really fun time and really, really great people. It was a lot, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So it's funny that it's like, oh, here we are full circle moment of us all coming together. And speaking of us all coming together, it's so great to be together on an episode of the movie podcast. Again, I know we had a little bit of a break. January is going to be a little bit of an interesting month because you're going to see some big changes coming to the movie podcast and we're so excited to share all of those with you but before we get to the rest of this episode before we get to society of the snow and all of our thoughts and our interviews and everything i want to ask both of you guys anthony and shay anthony i'm going to get you to start us off how are you feeling in 2024 how has the first three days been treating you as you can see we've already been kind of working that you know in the past four or five days before the new year to get some stuff out so you'll probably see interviews for echo and you're going to see this one on youtube and uh what was the the, the iron claw direct director being on our show so even though we had a bit of a break which you know we really and i really enjoyed but we were still working through it to get more content for the new year so these past few days have still been a little hectic uh but i'm glad to be in it and see where the new year takes us yeah, it's going to be fun. And I know all of us, uh, or at least I know Anthony and I are recovering from uh, being a little under the weather. So it's nice to be able to talk into a microphone and not have like my eyes water or my voice leave me right away. So it's it's good to be uh, good to be healthy er again. Shay, how about you? How are you feeling, man? 2024. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm not sick. I'm doing really well. Uh, you know, it's a it's a good start to the year. Uh, I'm excited, man. We have a lot of great stuff coming up, and uh, I'm really, really curious how people will love us more this year. Wow. I'm really curious where this year takes us. L like, last year, 
took us in so many unexpected places and locations and around the world. And uh, here we are starting this year with also just a question mark of what's going to happen. I love that. I love that feeling of just not knowing. And it, it's, it's, it's a fun feeling. And I think it's going to be a good year because this is the movie podcast. You could catch brand new episodes all throughout the week on YouTube, on podcast feeds, wherever you listen to us, the movie podcast is there for you. And we have new interviews, reviews, and main episodes. We have some great main episodes coming very, very soon. So you don't want to miss those. Of course, you could follow us on socials at the movie podcast on Instagram, X, TikTok, and Letterboxd. We hit a huge milestone recently with a video hitting over 1 million views, which was such a huge deal for us. That was such an incredible accomplishment for us. Um, and it just, yeah, it just made us so, so happy. Now, today, is all about Society of the Snow. This is an incredible film that is streaming now on Netflix. And of course, I want to say thank you to our friends at Netflix for inviting us to do these interviews. Because like we said, it's directed by J.A. Boyenya, and we are so delighted to be speaking with him and the real-life survivor who was in this disaster in 1972. Um, so to have somebody who was there, who experienced this, to be on our show, to tell, to tell us all about it, it was very... It was very surreal and overwhelming. Shay, how did you feel going into this interview? I, oh man. Um, to be honest with you, I think this is the most nervous I'd kind of been going into an interview because we weren't talking to somebody uh, that was involved in the production of the film from, you know, like, like a film standpoint. This is someone who was more of a consultant on the film because it's based on what they went through. So there was such a shift in gears, I guess you could say, of like, okay, we're talking to somebody that actually went through this like this is this is such a different level of journalism that we're not usually used to doing and i think it was kind of shifting from talking to, to juan antonio and then talking over here to, and, and giving that different perspective on it um it was uh it was so interesting it was also really fun just chatting with him because he has such a a unique way of just kind of communicating what we were trying to ask him. So uh, it was, it was unique as what I'll say. I think the most. Yeah, it, it definitely was Anthony for yourself. What did you feel like? Cause uh, you were, uh, we have the video versions of these interviews out right now. I know we're going to be talking about the film more, but what was kind of your mindset hearing, you know, what's, you know, Roberto went through as you were editing the video version of this episode, the story of flight five, seven, one was one of those stories that I learned as the movie alive came out, it was almost like a urban legend of a film. And it, that's how it kind of like trickled down back in the nineties where, you know, did you hear about this movie about where people had to eat other people to survive? And now learning about his journey and where he, how it started and the, the, the whole, what they had to go through is absolutely astonishing. Like just the idea of surviving in the mountains for two months without proper clothing, without proper warmth and food. And they have to eat their, their, their brothers and who have passed. It's, it is one of those stories that you just cannot believe that people have survived and are able to still talk about it. And the whole thing about this story is just it's it's i don't know like it's miraculous that they were able to cross that mountain and to tell their their journey and to explain 
to people like me and you what they went through and what uh, J.A. Boyana captured is is something I haven't seen in a really long time. And I'm, I'm so excited to talk more about the film itself. Stay tuned after our interview because we have a lot more to say about this film. But without further ado, please welcome Juan Antonio Boyana and Roberto Canisa to the movie podcast. Hi, Roberto. How are you? Very well. And you? We are doing very, very well. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us on the movie podcast today. Uh, your story is one of the most incredible feats of survival that we've ever witnessed and, and heard about. So we are truly honored to be talking with you today. Okay. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're curious for you. What was it like working with Juan Antonio to tell this story and bring it to Netflix? Ten years ago, when he was doing The Impossible, uh, he was looking for tragedies and he found the book uh, Society of the Snow and he decided to make the film. So he contacted the author, which is a good friend of mine. He was at the same school we were, the Christian Brothers, and uh, they began working on the project. And he looked very serious and very devoted. And I thought there were good characteristics to make a new film with all the new technology to so show the hugeness of the mountains. There was impossible technically on previous pictures and, uh, and also make it in, in Spanish so they, uh, people could speak in their, in their languages and, and, and the profiles of, of the people at, at the plane were better. So it was incredible. When I, the film was made, I couldn't believe I was back in the fuselage, uh, like talking with my friends. Yeah, we can only imagine what that experience must be like watching and especially with the technology of today and having something so accurately recreated and to have it in Spanish as well, too, I think is is, is wonderful that uh, Juan Antonio and the team was committed to doing that. Yes, especially that he can make shots with the cameras that are in solidarity with the feelings of of the persons there, and, and that makes it very unique and, and a very artistical uh, from the cinematology, cinematography point of view. Now, the cast of this film is made up of mostly newcomers. Did you get to spend any time with Mateus to help him develop the film version of Roberto? Well, I think it was a, it was very good to put uh, unknown people because sometimes if you put a very known actor, like the actor steals the the character of the person. So he wanted the, the, the characters to emerge through, through the... To the actors and he's a kind of the director that is a give them all the all, all the parametrics to the to the actor to how to act but then he gives them some freedom to go on themselves and this is something that you see on the film it's, and also they were submitted to a huge sacrifice because they were freezing there in the mountain and they lost like 30 kilograms each of each of the actors so wow. it should be a a young person that would be ready to make that huge sacrifice. So I believe that the suffering of the actors in there is real. Absolutely. No, you definitely feel the the sense of realism and you and the you don't really feel like it's just a movie. You get really sucked into the reality of it. So I'm curious, you know, with the events that occur in this film, was there something that you wanted to make sure was shown in the movie version of this story? Yes, I wanted to to be shown the the society of the snow. Because I realized that we have to differ, develop a different society from rugby players to mountain survivors was a huge difference. And, uh, and the closeness to death and the closeness to God and that the food were the dead bodies of our friends. All these characteristics gives you the potential 
of knowing that you can become one of his persons. And for the spectators, it's very important that they realize that they can have this metamorphosis, not only in a plane crash, but in different circumstances of life. So I think, I think this is a, a teaching team and it's a film that should be shown to the family. So new perspective on human behavior. It really is. And, and Roberto, we just want to say thank you so much again for your time. You know, we're, we're coming up on 50 years since uh, the events happened. So we're we're just so grateful that you're here, that the story is able to be told and, you know, audiences are going to be able to be uh, truly memorized by what they see and hopefully inspired as well, too. So thank you so much for your time today. And we hope we get to talk to you again. Yeah, I feel like now like a grandpa because my five-year-old grandson comes around and says, uh, Grandpa, I want to climb mountains to save my friends to you. And I want to give this story to all the kids in the world. It's beautiful. That's absolutely wow. beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you, Roberto. Bye-bye. Hello, Hal Juan Antonio. How are you doing today? Hello. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thank you so much for taking your time with us on the movie podcast. And congratulations on the film. It is fantastic. It's incredible. Thank you so much. We actually met you briefly last year in LA at the Rings of Power premiere. And we were gushing to you <laughs> with, about your work on that series and also Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. It feels like ages to me. I get that. Right? It feels so long ago. Yeah. It was a good time. Now, I'm curious, how did working on those massive projects help you take on Society of the Snow? Well, every, every film is a learning experience. Uh, those two projects were the first time I really was working for a, for a Hollywood studio. Um, so I learned a lot, you know, it's every, every project has its own particularities, you know, and, and, it, and I learned a lot. I mean, for Lord of the Rings, I had to prepare this massive, um, this massive two episodes that I did, uh, two hours of, of fiction, of, of talking fiction that we had like like five months to prepare. When you think about Peter Jackson, he had six years. We, we were preparing that show in five months, you know. Wow. Uh, so that's that's a learning experience, you know, how to do that. And and Jurassic World was also very interesting in that sense. We have to talk to you about the plane crash sequence in this film. It, it truly is one of the most visceral and terrifying things we've ever watched in a film. We were completely, we, we, we paused it. And we were just like, I can't believe we just saw that. How did you even begin to piece that scene together? It's all about focusing on the characters. I did like 50 hours of interviews with the survivors. Very interesting. The fact that all of them had different memories of what happened. So they will tell you, some of them will say there was an air bump, very long one. The other ones, they, they say that it was actually five. So everybody had a very different story. So we had to really find out what really happened. And and then we we basically stay with them. We There's barely shots outside of the plane. We stay with them. We don't know what's going on in the cockpit because they didn't know neither. So it's it's in that sense, it becomes something very immersive. Uh, and also, one of the things that I remember, all of them said it was all, all, almost like a physical impact, like like it hurt, you know. And we 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 put all the attention at, at the very end when when the seats they they blend like an accordion, you know, like and 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 it it was all about being immersive and almost making it feel like like something that hurts to the audience. Absolutely, and I think you know you you mentioned that. You're hearing all these different recollections of, of what happened and you're trying to piece that kind of story together. I'm curious, was there something that 
everyone kind of shared that was unified that they were like, you have to make sure that this is in the movie and it's done this way. Yeah, I, I think in general to find the essence of what 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 this story is about. The 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 book Society of the Snow is very different from from a life because it was written thirty five years after the plane crash. So it's more a thought on what happened. It's more a reflection. It's not about the fact. It's more about almost like the like a spiritual journey uh, and almost a philosophical journey where they try to understand what happened and why so so that was a challenge because when you write a script it's basically action and dialogue and i had to add this layer this spiritual layer and we really didn't know how to do it at the at the very beginning then we knew about this character numa who who suddenly was very clear that by telling the story through his perspective we were touching something almost as almost metaphysical you know and that was the way to get into that spiritual level of the book you know when we spoke with roberto earlier you know and him let, telling us how like you know telling the story with the technology of today and you also have a cast of mostly newcomers in this film so for us watching it it really felt like we were there seeing this experience happen what was it like filming this with that huge cast and feeling like you are remote cut off from the rest of the world well first of all i i went to uh, valley of the tears by the las lagrimas in argentina where the plane crashed and i spent uh, i think it was two nights sleeping in there uh it was mind-blowing i mean to be in the place to see the the scope of those mountains, uh, the silence, the only thing that you can hear there is yourself because there's nothing alive. So that helped me to understand what was the epic of what they went through. I mean, I, st I stay there two nights. They stay there 72 nights. Um, and then um, I choose a cast of unknown actors because, uh, first of all, they were very young. They were from 18 to 25, something like that. So there are no popular faces. Uh, Uruguayan or or argentinian actors um to find and also because the the more unknown they were the more easy it would be to relate to them I, I i shot the film almost like a documentary i prepared the actors for months i gave them all the information and then everything happened in real in front of the camera that the, they they follow a very strict diet they they were very far away from home so no relation with their families with their girlfriends you know uh that we shot in real locations that they, they had they went through all the cold touching real snow all the time suffering the storms you know so it, it, it was almost like shooting a documentary chronologically so it, it, it was very it, it was very interesting i never i never shot anything like that before wow absolutely and it was absolutely fantastic again Juan Alfredo, thank you so much for taking your time with us today we absolutely love this movie we can't wait for people to see it and we hope to see you again soon thank you so much thank you guys and welcome back that was incredible i'm so happy and so grateful to our friends at netflix for providing us with this opportunity for to talk to ja and to roberto uh let's talk a little bit more about society of the snow which is a film that like i said that is out now on netflix you could watch it in your homes i think it is one of the best films of the year we uh, it's it, i think it's a film that really caught us off guard because when i when i watch it, i watch it with you shay because we are, pre are preparing for the interview I don't think we really knew what to expect. And then you have this first 20 to 25 minutes of the film 
that is genuinely one of the scariest scenes I've ever seen in a film. I was absolutely terrified. I was like sick to my stomach. I was, I was just like, that is unbelievable what I'm watching, what I'm experiencing. And again, that's one of the great things about telling a film in 2023 is that you can use technology and, and CG and practical effects mixed in there to show a very realistic depiction of what a plane crash could look like. But to have it from the perspective of inside of a plane is really, really harrowing. Um, and I'd love to start the conversation there with both of you guys, whoever wants to jump in first. What was your, what was going through your mind when that scene occurred in society of the snow? I mean, look, when you, when you look at the, the filmography of, of Juan Antonio of Boyana, and you look at the movies that he's done, um, every single one of them has scenes that will always just kind of stick with you. Like throughout the history of time, I look at the impossible. I look at even Jurassic world fallen kingdom. There's, there's so many just visual moments that, that stick with you from those films in this movie. When that scene occurred, I, I had felt like, all the air had left my body and I, I truly felt like I was on the plane in that sequence because it hits you like a ton of bricks. And it, it's, it's so it's this level, it's this weird level of like shock, but at the same time, realism, empathy, and, and, and all that, that kind of just combines together to not feel like it's grotesque or gratuitous. It's more so that this is real. This is what happened take it and i was just shocked i was just blown away by how they were able to convey a plane crash and not and, and still make me just feel so sad about it and and not like wow that was a really cool piece of movie making it was like wow that happened and i and i feel like i witnessed it and my my god i i i think we went back daniel to rewatch that scene again because we were just like there's like, how did you make that happen? It was some the most brilliant cinematography, editing, direction, sound design that we had seen. And we're like, this is 2024 starting at the most insane way. And I mean, not like not to be like gratuitous about it, but like we went back because we were just so completely in awe of what was captured there, right? And I think that's what really was just astounding in this film. But it never is, like you said, Shay, it never is like, look how grotesque this is. Look how Final Destination this is. It's like, no, this is real life. You are going to be terrified watching it. Anthony, jump on in. Yeah, it's a it's a definite sequence that makes you stop whatever you're doing. If you're not directly staring at that screen at that moment, it's you when you hear it, you, you just look at it and you will notice like, oh my gosh, this plane crash feels so real. And I, I actually watched some of the behind the scenes footage of it. Cause you can, you go on YouTube, you can find it and how they created like the cockpit and the mechanics around it to create this, this feeling of being caught in this tin can while it's going down a mountain and the accordion effect of, of people being just smashed together. And it's, it's pretty breathtaking it really is because you're just shocked that people survive this and you know that's not even the the biggest part of this movie right like there's so much more that comes after but what uh what ja did what mr Bo uh, boyana did he captured the that whole sequence in a matter of what 
15 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie, like really like within that 20 minutes, you understand that they're crossing a mountain that sucks air in. And he's slowly telling you, this is what these people are going to go through. Do you remember the part where his friend is like, yeah, that's what mountains do. They, they suck you in because of the cold air that comes from the mountains and the hot air that comes from wherever it draws these planes in. And as you see, uh, you, you see Numa's character. He's just, he's starting to realize like, Oh my God, we're on a death trap. We're in on death flight right now. And all of a sudden this plane crash happens. I love how, uh, Mr. Boyana kind of leads us down this path of destruction as it happens. And then we end up in the mountain. What's also incredible about this film is that the majority of the cast is, you know, not well-known actors, right? So you are, when you are watching this film, it's like you are so immersed in it because you're not seeing anyone you know. And again, not that that's ever a big issue for us when we're watching films, but sometimes when you're watching a movie, you'll see the actor first, as we've spoken about a lot on the movie podcast. But when you have a huge cast of people that you really haven't seen before too much, it really is something special. And when they come together and they, and they just tell this story, it, it really is incredible. And I think this is one of the best Netflix original films that I've think we've ever had released. It is just incredible. There's another moment in the film that's, uh, again, I know we're talking spoilers, but this is a real life event and we're, you know, we spoke about it in the interview too. So if you made it this far, I think you're okay. But there's a moment where, you know, the survivors, you know, hear on the radio, that's they are that people are giving up the search for them because there's no way that they're going to be found and the complete dread that i felt in that moment again is one of those moments that a film hasn't done that to me in a long time where i just felt hopelessness i just felt i just felt despair and it's incredible that if, when a film is able to convey that, and I think Juan Antonio did such an incredible job of capturing that moment, Michael Giacchino's score, getting friend of the show, um, this is a huge film. And I know uh, we spoke about, uh, like we talk about awards here on the movie podcast, obviously, this is Spain's um, selection for the Academy Awards. I really hope it gets recognition because it is so incredibly well made. I wouldn't be surprised if it did sneak into best picture as well too because it really is a fantastic fantastic film and i just it just made me so excited to see what juan antonio does next as well because he's such an incredible director and i think he's such an underrated director that not a lot of people have like when when he creates a film it's like that that's a moment and and even with the uh, jurassic world and the impossible and everything that he's done i'm like i'm i'm first in line for whatever he does next any other closing thoughts on society of the snow before we wrap up this episode yeah i i well, watch it <laughs> watch it i i, I consider <laughs> it uh, a real gem i i really do because the amount of work that went into making this film i really feel like netflix put all their cards on maestro this year as their big award movie and i think they they put their cards on the wrong movie. This year should have been Society of the Snow just because it's one of the best movies I've watched this year. The cinematography is beautiful. The acting from all these all these actors is beautiful, especially Numa. Uh, the the sound design, the score. Uh, you know, we talk about scores this year 
And Michael Giacchino's score for Society of the Snow is one of those scores you just remember because it's it's such a like it's such a beautiful score for this tragic event. From visual effects, I think it should be nominated. There's so many things that this movie deserves, and you don't hear about it. And I really hope that you know, come January, February, this movie starts to pick up steam because it really should be that movie people are talking about. And right now it's not. And I, I, I'm here to push it. I'm here to push that us over that mountain. We're, we're, <laughs> we're pushing the, the society of the snow agenda. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Watch it. But it's a it's real on Netflix for me. now. I love it. Once again, I just want to say thank you to our friends at Netflix for inviting us to participate in these interviews. You heard what we thought, what we think about this film Go watch it on Netflix now. It is just add it to your queue immediately and press play. Uh, it is an incredible film. We cannot talk enough about it, but we do have to wrap up the episode. So thank you so much for listening today. If you want to check out the video versions of these interviews, go check them out on YouTube. You can also check out little bite-sized versions on socials at the movie podcast. Everything you need to know is in the show notes below. So check out our show notes for all everything you need and more. That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next. <laughs> <laughs>